There's a wonderful therapist in New York. His name is Dr. Pelkowitz. Many, many people know him. Very well-respected person. And um, I was at a conference once, and we were both speaking, and he told this remarkable, remarkable story. There's a camp in New York. You should never have to know from it. It's called High Lifeline. It's for kids who never have cancer. And the summer is divided into two sections. The first half is for boys, and the second half is for girls. And the staff, I've been to those camps, the staff is so dedicated. It's unbelievable how they love and treat those children. So the first half, they have male counselors, obviously, for the boys. And then for the second half, they have the girls, the women. But there is an overall camp, High Lifeline staff, that oversees the whole camp throughout the year. So Dr. Pelkowitz tells the story that one year after the summer, the staff got together and they said that, um, you know, during the first half, we had this guy, this 22-year-old guy from Australia. He was a wonderful counselor and he was in remission. He had had cancer himself and he treated these kids. He was incredible. And then during the second half of the summer, we had a girl also in her early 20s, who had had cancer, was in remission, and she was fabulous with the girls. Maybe we should read a shidduch, this guy and her. Because after all, it'll probably be hard for them to find a shidduch. Not everybody's willing to go out with somebody that's in remission. So some people in the office said, what are you, crazy? You're going to read a shidduch, the two people that were ill? And the other people said, mind your own business. They're both intelligent people. Let them Make a decision. Give them the opportunity, and then they'll decide. And sure enough, they presented it to the young man and to the young woman, and they went out, and they got engaged. Now, it's the middle of the winter, and they had a wedding date. And what happened was, he had told her that he has to go to Australia to certain to f- work out certain things, and then he's going to come back, and they'll get married. So Monday night, they went out. They go out in New York, she looks great, and they're having a wonderful time. And then on Tuesday, he gets on Qantas Airlines, which is the airline to Australia. Now, I don't know if any of you ever took a plane to Australia. It is such a long, brutal trip. It's more than 24 hours. You gotta go from New York to Los Angeles, and then Los Angeles another 13 hours to Melbourne. You lose the day. It's just brutal. Anyhow, he's on the plane. And while he's on the first plane from New York to Los Angeles, his wife suddenly takes a turn for the worse. And she's rushed to the hospital. Obviously, he's on the plane. He has no idea. Now, this was before 9-11. So there are certain travel agents who are able to get to the pilots in times of emergency. So this travel agent, now the plane was already going from Los Angeles to Melbourne. He gets the pilot on the plane and he says, look, I've got to, you've got to do something here. The young man who is on your plane, he's got to get back to America right away. The second you land in Melbourne, you've got to arrange or will arrange a plane for him. But you've got to make sure that he gets his passport in order and the papers in order and gets his luggage off the plane. Because his wife, his bride is dying and he's got to get back if he wants to see her before she dies. And the pilot is terrified. He never had to do this before. And he's afraid to go over to this guy. God never to tell over such news. 
So he gets a steward on the plane, and they both sit on both sides of this young chassan. And the pilot says, young man, I feel terrible to tell you this, but your bride has been rushed to the hospital. You've got to get back. You've got to get back to New York. We already called Melbourne. The passport control is going to be waiting for you as soon as you get off the plane. You won't have to go through passport control. They're going to have your papers ready. You just have your passport. We'll get your luggage. And three hours later, there's a plane going back to L.A. And then you'll get back to New York. This guy can't believe it. And he starts crying. Like, how could such a thing happen? He just saw Monday night. She looked great. And what happens? He gets to Melbourne. The cops are waiting for him. The officers, they take care of the passport papers. They get his luggage. But before he gets on the plane, it's three hours. He calls his Rebbe in New York. He says, Rebbe, please, I'm begging you. Meet me at the hospital. I want to marry her. I don't care what condition she's in. This is the one that I want to marry. And the Rebbe says, look, I'll be there for you. I heard about this already. But I can't do anything that's against halacha. Halacha says that she has to be coherent. If a woman is only itim, itim, that means time and time, time in, time out, and time cognizant, kind not, then I, we can't do it. He says, Rebbe, just meet me there. We'll figure it out. He says, I promise you, I'll be there. And then he gets on the plane. He comes to Los Angeles. Again, he calls his Rebbe. He says, Rebbe, you're going to be there, right? He says, I already spoke to your parents. We're all going to meet you in the airport in Kennedy. And we're going to go straight from the airport. We're going to go to the hospital. And now the guy's exhausted beyond. The trip is so exhausting. Imagine New York, L.A., Melbourne, back L.A. to New York. And he comes and everybody's crying when they see him. And they go to the hospital. They come into the hospital. And he walks in. He can't believe it. He saw her Monday night. Her face was red. And now she's so pale and she's so frail, she hardly recognizes him. She's able to smile a little bit, give him a smile, talk. Not so much, a little bit, yes, no. And he turns to his Rebbe, he says, Rebbe, what do you say? Can we do a Kedusha there? We have the Edom. And the Rebbe says, go out, let me talk to her alone. And he talks to her and he sees that it's just not possible at this point. So he goes outside and he says to the young man, did you daven shachos yet? He said, no. He says, go daven, but daven like you never daven before. Because right now, she's not in a position, not in a condition that we could marry her. And the kid goes into the other room and he starts davening. Now you will never, ever daven these same words the same. Listen to how he was davening. Of course, he was crying throughout Rafa'inu, which is understandable. And then he comes to Sim Shalom. And he says like this, Sim Shalom Teva Vracha, Chaim Chaim Vachesed. And then he says like this, Ki Bi'or Panecha, Nasatalano Hashem Alekeinu Torahs Chaim. Bi'or Panecha Hashem, you have so much light in your face. You gave us Torahs Chaim. Take the light in your face and give it to my Kala. Take the light and bring the redness back into her face. I want to marry her. I want to build a family with her. And he's repeating over, And he's repeating, Hashem, you have so much awe in your face. Please give it to my kala. And he comes out, you know, 25 minutes later. And he walks into the room. And he walks into the room. He can't believe it. This is not the same girl he saw an hour ago. 
She's got some redness in her face. And she's smiling at him. And he calls in his Rebbe. He says, Rebbe, look. And the Rebbe says, that's what davening is all about. I don't know what you said, but whatever you said, it changed the situation. And I think that eventually we'll be able to do it. And Dr. Pelkowitz at this conference said that he was at a conference when this fellow, this guy from Australia, was telling the story. And at this point of the story, he picks up two little kids. And he says, Rabbi Sai, I just want to tell you that she turns and she turned around. And my Rebbe was able to marry me to her. And these are our children. This is our family. How did that happen? It happened with sincere tefillah. And it didn't even happen with the way we translate the words normally. No one would even think to translate Kibor Pernecha that way. But when Hashem sees the sincerity in tefillah, that's when the connection is made.